0: All right, so I don't want to get too heavy into the genetics type of thing, but I think it's important that we understand some of the big pictures, and that's that's what's going to really set you free, and it's going to allow you to get the body and the health and the longevity and the fitness that you desire, and to keep that for a lifetime is because you're going to understand how your genes and your genetics and how the human body actually works. So you're not going to fall for any of these you know, quick diets that only last until you're off the diet, right? Or your hardcore exercise routine that you can't keep up with, so you do it for a little while, get some results, and then quit again. I want to give you something that lasts a lifetime for you, and that's why I think it's so important to to have just a very basic broad view of genes and genetics and DNA and how it works. And so now that we know that, you know, every cell in our body has the same DNA and the same genetics, um, we can take that a little bit further now. And then if, if you look at yourself, like just look at yourself in the mirror, and you think that you're seeing one person... You know, you you see one person, there's my face, my body. But if you were to break that down a little bit closer, what you actually are is 70 to 100 trillion individual cells all working together, connected together to create this human body. So we're individual cells that are alive, working together, working independently to keep alive, by bringing in nutrients and excreting waste and working interdependently along with the other cells. So what that does is, you know, it gives us an idea that health is not just how we look or how we feel, but each one of those individual cells functioning properly. And again, that's another mind-blowing idea that You know, we're not just this one person, but we're a bunch of individual living cells stuck together to create life, to create this amazing experience that we have here on Earth. And so to get the most out of it, we've got to understand how to keep these cells healthy. That's what I want to talk about next. Okay, so how do we feed our genes? How do we feed these cells? How do we know what to provide ourselves that's gonna be healthy for them. And for this, we have to step back into evolution. So current understanding is that humans have been on the earth for around two million years. And in that time, our genes, our cells, our bodies have been under a certain amount of pressure from the environment because we didn't have houses and cars and McDonald's and pizza delivery. Right, We lived as hunters and gatherers under extremely harsh conditions, and from those conditions, our genes responded to that, and that is how, as humans, we evolved into, from about 10,000 years ago, we were the strongest, the healthiest humans we ever were. And that, up until 10,000 years ago, when civilization started to begin, that's where our health and our, our, the civilization of humans pretty much started to go down. So if we look at how humans evolved and how we lived over two and a half million years, we can get an idea of what our body requires as far as nutrition, exercise, sleep, and how to provide our bodies to create this strong, healthy body. So before we get too much into evolution, I want to talk a bit about the the role of the DNA and how science has been teaching how DNA works for a long time and the difference between what we've been studying or how Western civilization has been teaching DNA and what we've discovered now with epigenetics. So originally there's a classic view, which is called the central dogma. Now, the central dogma states that the codes of DNA are already prescribed, and that information only flows from the DNA of your cell out to the RNA, and then the RNA makes our proteins, Um, but we don't need to get too far into that. All you need to know is that Originally, we thought that the DNA was the start, the be-all and end-all. And now, through epigenetics, what we understand is that it's really the environment that the DNA is in which creates, which tells the DNA what proteins the cells are going to make. So to put it a little bit differently, it's the difference between the central dogma. If you believed in the central dogma, you would go... Let's say you're going to build a house. So the first thing you do is buy a block of land. You, you buy that block of land and then you go to an architect and you tell them how you want your house to look. So the architect is going to build you a blueprint. Now that blueprint is your DNA. Those are your, your chromosomes, your genes, your whole entire DNA. So what you would do is, if you believed in the central dogma, you would take that blueprint, you'd put it in the middle of the piece of land that you just bought, and you' would wait for that blueprint to start creating your house. Now you know we we know that sounds silly, but that is the that is how we've been studying the human body and genetics for so long until we started to understand epigenetics. Epi means above the gene, so in epigenetics, we understand that the DNA is a recipe book or a blueprint. And what a blueprint needs is actually somebody to supply the materials and to actually do the work. So if you put the blueprint down and then you start using great materials and you have a contractor, they're going to start to build that house and they're going to build a solid foundation. And that is the difference between... The central dogma, how we've traditionally understood genetics and how epigenetics has really changed everything.